the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Unite IE Radio. We have a dilemma here at the at the at Radio Central of, for the Unite IE Radio program. We have a choice of music this week. We have two picks, Greg. So what I what I need help what we need help with here is which pick best describes politics in this country this week. What are you picturing when you're hearing this, Greg? I picture a gar- I'm, I'm picturing a garden party where everybody's in their, you know, seersucker suits. Or I'm thinking Godzilla going down the middle of the street, breathing fire, destroying things in his path. Breaking up the party as usual. I don't know. What do you? Or either that or Donald Trump arriving in Washington. Or yeah, or Donald Trump. This one. Or that one. I think the choice is pretty clear, Greg. Yes. I mean, I was just, I was just glad I could talk you out of the bagpipe music. <laughs> wow. This is not. This just does not st- not stop. We started out the week wondering about the future of Trump's national security advisor, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Monday night, we find out uh, got to resign because apparently Donald Trump had felt that he had lost trust in uh, General Flynn. We'll get into that. And then middle of the week, we've got Andy Pop, his pick for labor secretary. I don't even know how to pronounce his last Puzder. name off the top of my head. Puzder. Puzder. Who, uh, who, who steps back. They canceled the Thursday hearing. Yeah, only because four Republican senators. Got a little squishy. Yeah, but decided to betray him and betray Donald Trump and succumb to Democrat propaganda. About his background, things right. having to do with a divorce, or an appearance on Oprah, something. The lesson right. from Andy Puzner is: at, you know, don't at, ever appear on Oprah. Back at, well, it was it was his wife or ex wife ex wife who alleged some kind of spouse abuse. I don't even know what the specifics are. But since that was decades ago, and since then she's retracted what she said, right. and, and now supports his nomination. But that's a reason unproven allegations made right. by your ex during marital difficulties. I'm sure you know the false allegations like that are never made in, uh, in in divorce proceedings, and that's a reason to deny somebody office you know twenty thirty years later. And then Thursday we had probably one of the I gotta say the progress that Donald Trump has made in dealing with the media in 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 presenting himself publicly has been amazing. The press conference on Thursday was off the charts good. It's ostensibly put together so he could announce his new pick for labor secretary. But then he opened it up for questions and he did not miss a beat. He excoriated the the media. And then of course, 
who was the great press conference with Bibi Netanyahu. Israel and America were finally friends. You had Bibi Netanyahu Again. in the White House yeah. smiling for a change. When was the last time you saw Bibi Netanyahu in the White House smiling? Where it was a genuine smile of opportunity, of optimism, of I think we can finally get this thing done. Right. When when Obama was president and Netanyahu's first visit to the White House, Obama walks out of the meeting and just leaves Netanyahu and his contingent there sitting in the room. And, and they sit there for half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, and finally they bring in some sandwiches for them. And that that was the kind that would illustrates the kind of treatment that Obama gave to Netanyahu and to Israel. And it's also interesting, is for all the Democrats going into a tizzy fit about somehow Russia influenced the, the last election, is the Obama administration deliberately and intentionally tried to defeat Benjamin Netanyahu in his election right. using our taxpayer money to do so. And it wasn't even hidden. It no. wasn't even it was out in the open. Jim Messina, I think, was a campaign operative of his. He went over to Israel. The money went over to Israel. The operation, the campaign apparatus went over to Israel. It was all there and it was all in an effort to defeat Bibi Netanyahu. And then and now the media, you know, they've got such a short memory. They've forgotten about that. That's a good pick. Good call by you on that. And the great one of the great things about the press conference, quite frankly, that I thought was just mind bending was who was the first media outlet that Donald Trump picks for a question. It was a Christian broadcasting company. Yes. It was the, and, and I love, he didn't even use the call letters. He, he said Christian broadcasting. I think actually it's network, but Christian broadcasting network. CBN. Uh, un believable and who didn't get called on during that press conference well the mainstream media because one of the next questions went to katie pavlich with town hall and she's been getting quite a bit of of play at the north at the uh routine press conferences done by sean spicer so yeah you had an entire press conference dominated by media outlets that had nothing to do with the mainstream media. And it's unprecedented. I mean, even, even some liberals will acknowledge this, the, the unprecedented level of attack and opposition on Donald Trump by the mainstream media. I mean, the media has always been biased. But now, I mean, they are openly propagandizing against him 24-7. And delightfully, on a poll released Thursday morning, Donald Trump's approval rating is up. To 55%. So not, so not only could the mainstream media not defeat him in the general election, they're not defeating him now as president, despite their absolute, maximized, best efforts to take him down. There is a full court press that started the election night among groups loyal to the progressive Democratic agenda. And I really want to say the progressive agenda, because these are the groups that have literally like a virus infected the Democratic Party and the unions throughout this country. Language is important. And I, st I will st I will still um, criticize you for that is we should and everyone we should never concede to the left the term progressive because there is nothing progressive about leftism. So if we use the word regressive, does that connect with people or should we just start should we just start it I think, and have I think, people start picking up on I it? I think you call them the left, you call them liberals and to describe what their political thought, the status. Those are all fair and accurate descriptions of their political philosophy, but progressive is not. But you but but since you make the point about using about using the language properly 
the the left has co-opted the language. They've co-opted the term liberal because liberal in the classic sense actually describes people with our political orientation. Absolutely, people that believe in liberty. Right. And and certainly the left no longer no the left no longer believes in liberty as you can know from reading the news or attending class on any college campus. Donald Trump goes on an all-out war on fake news. He goes out on an all-out war on the media, uh, uh, the leaks that the media is picking up on. And it takes one of his closest advisors down this week. We'll, we'll, we'll be back with more about what happened to General Flynn and uh, we'll dissect the, this. The intelligence services of the deep state as part of the overall war against Donald Trump and his movement to make America great again after this message. From Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with the war against and by Donald Trump for the future of America after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event here on AM590, president of Wholesale Capital and the founder of WCC Charities. I'd like to invite you to the first WCC Charities Gala and Auction this February 25th at the beautiful Victoria Club in Riverside, where we'll be raising money for wounded veterans' causes that so many of us are passionate about. It's going to be a magical night out for a great cause. This is a red tie event because red stands for remembering everyone deployed. Visit the events page at wccharities.org for more information or call my assistant Shelly at 855-640-2020 to order tickets. That's 855-640-2020. Hope to see you there. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. We are doing our best to cover a week's worth, of, probably a year's worth of politics that unfolded in the week in 30 minutes. The speed of Trump. The speed of Trump. A brand new word got introduced into our national lexicon, our political narrative, deep state. Have you ever heard that term before? No, I first heard it uh, shortly before or shortly after the ele- the November election. All right. So what does deep state mean to you, Greg? Deep state is the professional bureaucrats and uh, that work in the government, and they're going to be there before Donald Trump. They're going to be there after Donald Trump. And sometimes the connotation is more particularly towards the security services, the intelligence services, or sometimes it's used more generally to refer to the entire uh, bureaucracy and more broadly the lobbyists, the interest groups, and so on that are there behind the scenes, never elected, but nevertheless exerting real power and influence over the government. So Donald Trump, besides having to deal with fake news, has a brand new issue to deal with called leaks. And it's leaks, essentially, that took down uh, his national security advisor, Michael Flynn. That's not only not only leaks. The government always leaks. Sometimes deliberately, the, the, the administration will leak information to that it wants to have out to reporters. And there's also then uh, leaks that are people that are opposed to the administration are revealing information to the reporter. But this inf- this is different. What was what was leaked was classified signal intelligence. And there are specific statutes, not only on classified information, but on specifically on signal intelligence, because that is considered to be very, very sensitive because you let the enemy know what you're reading and what you're not reading. So what was done was by for people in the intelligence agencies, and who you don't know yet who they were, Obama holdovers, appointees, or career people, released classified signal intelligence of, of General Flynn's calls to selected reporters in the media. 
So not only was it being disloyal, not only was it trying to disrupt Donald Trump's administration, it is illegal what they did. Right. It is illegal. And Donald Trump is going about the business of trying to find it. Now, just a quick timeline. On December 29th, of course, Obama admin makes these public punitive measures against Russia for the alleged hacking aimed at meddling with the election. So they ejected 35 suspected Russian intelligence operatives and diplomats, and they uh, issued sanctions against Russia's two leading intelligence services. Immediately after that, ostensibly, uh, General Flynn gets on the phone, starts talking to Russian diplomats. Now, it's important to put the context in here. You've got a, an administration in transition. Flynn is reaching out to all sorts of governments. Mm-hmm. The Russian government just happens to be one of them. Ru- General Flynn is also was one of the head spies for our military. He was the head of the Defense Intelligence Agency. So he, above all, should recognize the fact that any communication going to these people is going to be su- subject to the possibility of recruiting. So I got to believe that he would be very careful about the kinds of things that he would talk about to these people. Shortly thereafter, we end up with a situation where Vice President-elect goes on national TV, CBS, January 15th, discuss never and, and represents that Flynn never discussed the sanctions with the Russian ambassador, Sergei, whatever his last name is, K- uh, Kislyak. It doesn't sound very, what's it, whatever his name is. It's it not very, very Russian, Russian, is it? <laughs> Kislyak. So now all of a sudden we have a situation where the vice president goes out to the public, represents one thing, and these leaks are representing a different thing. Now, as the public, we have no idea what he actually talked about. We don't even know what the conversations were between Flynn and Pence. But there's a difference. If 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 Flynn talks to this Russian ambassador and says, uh, and the Russian ambassador asks about, well, what about these sanctions? What are you guys going to do about it? And Flynn says, well, you know, the, we're going to be looking at everything, including sanctions. Is that talking about sanctions in the sense of something, uh, you know, clandestine or real? Or is that just talking about sort of the the diplomacy that the U.S. is going to have to engage in with Russia? Absolutely. So it was that was that a one comment in a five minute conversation? Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, it's a subject for consideration. Or was it a uh, two or three minutes worth of you? Don't worry about it. We'll set aside the sanctions once we're in office, and we don't know. So the, 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 there's been this selective leaking. So we don't even just have here's the transcript of what everything that was said in that call is this selective leaking of parts of it to certain liberal reporters illegally by certain people in the intelligence services. So and all the media is doing is they're presenting this sort of their narrative of, hey, you know, this is not what uh, this is not what Flynn told Pence. Pence told us there was no conversation about this. So then finally, the DOJ goes to the administration, says, yes, indeed. Flynn talked about it. Here's the transcripts. Here's what was talked about. We still don't still don't even know. And I understand now uh, that, that it's being represented that you have an intelligence community. that's not even necessarily talking to the president about stuff. That's Wall, Street, been- Wall Street Journal article this past week that says the intelligence services are not even providing all of the intelligence to President Trump. And now we find out that the Wall Street Journal is even wrong about that because that's normal course of fare. That's already been debu- that got debunked on Friday because there was essentially another report by that said this is normal normal behavior. So they're taking that out of context. Meanwhile, New York Times is you know, saying in in lead articles that wait a minute is legal is normal context for the intelligence service. I mean, obviously you, you can't spend twenty four seven briefing the intel- the president on, on intelligence. You have to 
have to do some editing. But in terms of saying, but the article, according to the article I read, is they're saying this information is so important, we don't, and we're not going to trust the president with the information. Debunked. 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 Okay. Any rate, wow. so now, so th- then you have the Department of Justice, the the the, the lady that orig- that Trump cans a week after this on the twenty third, takes this information to the administration, says, uh-uh, "I don't think so." Meanwhile, all these leaks are happening. Here's my theory, Greg. Tell me what you think. I believe that Trump and Flynn set the media up. You ever heard of a the, the, interesting? You ever hear, heard of the? Uh, I think it's called the parakeet method, where basically you you set up different pieces of information throughout your organization, and whichever one is the one that gets through, you now can identify where the leak is. I believe that there's the quite the possibility because you know Trump Trump's a strategist. He knows he's dealing with a a, a infrastructure that is filled with Obama operatives, the so deep how, state. Okay, I mean that you know, that is that is a common intellig- counterintelligence mm-hmm. uh, tactic is to is to is you spread yep. certain information through certain certain people and you see what leaks or what and what and what doesn't leak. But I'm not sure how firing Flynn. Advances that strat- advances that strategy. Well, that's part of the intrigue. We just don't know whether Flynn is, uh, you know, more valuable dead than alive right now. And does that mean that once this story breaks, once we find out, yes, indeed, there were leaks, there's classified leaks, people end up, you know, there, there's hearings about this. What if Trump then goes back to the American people and says, look, I fired this guy because of these leaks, because of a situation that was set up and I'm rehiring, I I." He was fired in, uh, based on a fault narrative that was created by this deep state that we have now successfully routed out. I don't know. Possible. That sounds. Yeah, uh, it's that's about as far down the conspiracy path as I'm willing to go. But, but here's what Trump. But here's what Trump should do: is uh, he should have Attorney General Sessions appoint a special prosecutor Absolutely. to investigate in, investigate this because you cannot trust. DOJ career people because the records show that 95% of contributions in this last election from DOJ employees went to Hillary Clinton. You cannot trust the deep state to investigate the deep state. Bring in somebody like Andy McCarthy or right. someone similar to that to invent, to investigate it. They'll get their own contingent of FBI agents and panel a grand jury and find out who did the leaking. And the mere fact that a pro- special prosecutor is on the case will likely deter... Future leaks. And on top of this, you have someone like Charles Krauthammer and others that came out this week saying it is the 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 way that banana republics work is when they're when their internal spy agencies start spying on the leaders of that country. That is what banana republics do. That is what uh, you know communist countries do. That is not what America does. That is not the job of our spy agencies to spy on the leaders and the administration of this country. Donald Trump came into Washington saying, we're going to change Washington, how Washington works, and make it responsive to the people. And certainly the, pe- the people in Washington, the gators in the swamp, do not want it changed. And what we're seeing here is, is illustrative of the level of resistance that the alligators in the swamp are, are putting up and will continue to put up to Donald Trump. There have been calls for an investigation and a prosecution of Michael Flynn because of what he did. Well, not so fast. News broke this week that changes all that. We will cover that when we come back uh, from a break from our sponsor for this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go when you, for your real estate lending needs, residential and commercial. More with the news of the week after this message. 
Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now is the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We have intelligence. We have we have politicians in Washington D.C. this week, Greg, that are calling for Flynn's hide. They want investigations into into Flynn, the allegations that uh, Michael Flynn broke rules, broke laws. Um, you know, compromised the administration, compromised our federal government. Well, guess what? On February 15th, intelligence officials have released transcripts of Flynn's calls that and 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 essentially acknowledge that these transcripts, that his the content of his calls do not show any criminal activity. Now, well, this is on NPR. Now, they're not known for being conservative, but I'm wondering whether the broader media is going to pick up on this story. We have a current U.S. intelligence official that has told NPR's Mary Louise Kelly that there is no evidence of criminal wrongdoing in the transcripts of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn's conversations with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak. I wouldn't expect. I would not expect. I would not expect them to be. But investigations are all part of a, of an overall political war. That's right. That waged by one side against the other, including by the Republicans against Donald Trump. They are they're planning all these investigations of the of the Russia nonsense. Well, at the same time, uh, McConnell said categorically refused to have any investigation of Democrat voter fraud. Which we know is real. We're not sure of the of the whole scope of the Democrat voter fraud. Right. But, but there's pl- ample evidence that it is widespread. Both illegal immigrant voting and actual just people signing up dead, using dead people, duplicate registrations, and using tra- more traditional voter fraud, as well as the illegal immigrants voting. Ann Coulter had a great piece this past week entitled uh, The Silence of the Lambs in Congress. And uh, she, she starts off saying, in the past three weeks, Trump has staffed the White House, sent a dozen cabinet nominees to the Senate, browbeat Boeing into cutting its price on a government contract, harangued American CEOs into keeping their plants in the U.S., imposed a terrorist travel ban, met with foreign leaders and nominated Supreme Court justice, among many other things. And still our hero finds time to torment the media with his tweets. <laughs> and what have congressional Republicans been doing? Scrapbooking? Yeah, what have they been doing? I mean, we're supposed to be, they're supposed to be putting together a plan to repeal and replace Obamacare. They're supposed to be putting together a plan to reduce taxes. They're supposed to be putting together a plan to implement, you know, Donald Trump's agenda. What are they, what's happening? And not, and not only are they are they not, not doing anything, they're actually in some cases thwarting 
Donald Trump. It was interesting. She quotes a whole series of Republicans who voted for a complete and total ban on refugees from Syria and Iraq back in 2015, who are now being publicly critical of Donald Trump's temporary ban on refugees from terrorist-prone countries. And what were they doing last July 12th, I think it was, when Jay Johnson of the Department of Homeland Security was testifying before Congress, and he said the exact same thing. He said, we have, you know, thank goodness that Congress passed these uh, uh, these restrictions on these particular countries. We've been able to thwart the, you know, modify the visa program. No outrage from the media. No people riding in the streets over a Muslim travel ban. It's crazy. So the Republicans are also going to be an obstacle, and here's where citizen involvement is going to be vital, is going to be to put Put pressure on your Republican member of Congress, your Republican senators to follow through on what they've promised the American people, repeal Obamacare, and to support President Trump. So citizen involvement is still essential to our to our goals. Absolutely. And we're going to have a very special guest on the next half hour on the United IE radio program. Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez joins us on her way back from Sacramento to fill us in on a little bit of what's going on up there and with her uh, life here in the Inland Empire. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event here on AM590, President Wholesale Capital and the founder of WCC Charities. I'd like to invite you to the first WCC Charities Gala and Auction this February 25th at the beautiful Victoria Club in Riverside, where we'll be raising money for wounded veterans' causes that so many of us are passionate about. It's going to be a magical night out for a great cause. This is a red tie event because red stands for remembering everyone deployed. Visit the events page at wccharities.org for more information or call my assistant Shelly at 855-640-2020 to order tickets. That's 855-640-2020. Hope to see you there. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. As always, we try to break news for our listeners. We try to get the newsmakers on the line, and today is no exception. We have Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez with us. She is fresh out of the uh, session this week, headed to the airport, and it's a real pleasure to always have you on. Thank you for all of your courageous work in Sacramento, and I can't wait to dig into the issues. What a week you must have had. Oh, I appreciate it, John. Thanks for having me. It's nice to have a you know, a medium through which we can alert everybody at what the heck's going on up there in our crazy state. Is being a conservative in Sacramento sort of like being a Christian in ancient Rome? <laughs> yeah, it's not easy being me, that's for sure. But you know what? Someone's got to do it, and someone has to be the voice. So speaking of it not being easy being you, uh, let's start out with the dis- the general discussion of the divided era, the divided Sacramento, the divided community with a briefing for our listeners who may not have known about this, about the little dust up you had in, in uh, you know, south of the, uh, in South County regarding a speaking engagement that you were having. I think it was for the American Heart Association. Yeah, so I was invited to be the guest speaker um, at an Inland Empire event for the American Heart Association, something they do every year. Uh, I, you know, just had it on my calendar, was planning on attending the day before. We got a phone call saying that I was uninvited because of my support for President Trump. So, uh, you know, that didn't sit very well with me. And last time I checked, heart disease doesn't pick people based on their political preference. So... We got on a couple of different talk radio programs and got the word out, and within a few minutes of doing those interviews, they called and invited me back. Wow. So how about that? But that goes, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you that that's how bad it's gotten. And you weren't going to make a political speech. Non-profit. 
No, yeah. my goodness, no. No one, no one's going to, you know, the American Heart Association event to hear about politics. I don't want to, I mean, for crying out loud, I think we've heard so much about it. I didn't want to give anyone, uh, you know, I don't want to put anyone in cardiac arrest by having to hear politics again. So I wasn't going to do that. Um, and they knew that, but, you know, they were taking a political stand, despite the fact that they're a nonprofit organization. Right. Uh, but you know what? In the end, uh, all is well. They said, no, please come. And I went on behalf of my constituents and the women who really don't give a damn about politics but wanted to talk more about heart health for women. No, I, think, I think this is significant. We expect the government, the legislature, to be a partisan political arena, maybe not as much as it is, but that's we expect that there. The political parties, radio, conservative talk shows, liberal media, we expect partisan politics in those environments. But when you have a non-political organization like the Heart Association or some charitable organization, and when the left makes everything political, so you can't, even at that level, there has to be a partisan political divide in the Heart Association. Right. Everyone thinks they have to make their, their political preference known. But, you know, the reality is most times people don't really care about your political preference when it comes to things like that. No one cares. It's like, you know, Hollywood going to their, their award shows and everybody's got to make some ridiculous political statement in their acceptance speech. Well, I don't really care, and most other people don't, particularly in this case when it comes to your health. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, go ahead. I was just going to say the left. We don't care, but the left cares. They use every opportunity and every political angle in order to silence conservatives. So we need to shift, though, because we only have you for a limited amount of time to some bills that you've pushed. Speaking of the divided era, uh, to some bills that you are work uh, attempting to work through Congress. Uh, sanctuary cities, a big topic uh, unfolding, especially in light of the ICE. Uh, you know, sort of what the left is characterizing as being a roundup, but it's simply ICE doing their jobs. You wanted to get a bill uh, to allow municipalities to opt out of a state-level sanctuary city. Uh, bill, uh, sanctuary state bill, if that comes to pass. How'd that go over? <laughs> well, it hasn't been heard in committee yet, but I will tell you I have gotten responses from people all across the state uh, that are very supportive of this type of legislation because they understand that, like it or not, we need federal dollars to survive in California, and it would be foolish for us to, you know, because the Democrats don't like President Trump, to just disregard the necessity for the federal funds and, and do away with them. That's that's not being fair to the people of California who aren't in politics and are just trying to live their lives. Right. But I think if a county says, you know what, we don't want to participate in this sanctuary state idea that the uh, Democrats have going, they should be able to opt out of that and deal directly with the federal government with respect to their federal funding. If, if Kevin DeLeon wants the cities in his district to all be sanctuary cities and forego federal funding, hey, that's that's on him. But I don't think it's fair for him to impose that on the entire state who who may not agree with his uh, stance. Well, of course, as you understand, the Democrat Party favors illegal immigration. And once you understand that, then everything they do on the issue becomes perfectly clear and perfectly sensible from the, from their point of view. Well, it does, but, you know, when we, when he was asked the question, are you going to at least insert into your bill an exclusion for violent criminals? Right. He, he wouldn't do it. And so that's what's really hard to wrap your mind around is why is this man who was elected to uphold and defend the Constitution and represent the people of his district willing to allow rapists, 
murderers, people who have committed violent felonies to stay in this country unharmed. That is such a major element to this whole argument. What you just said, here you've got the president of the Senate who is willing, who, by the way, stood up and admitted that he's got relatives that are lawbreakers. And who said that it's okay for illegal immigrants to use fake Social Security numbers, which, if you're an American, is a felony. Saying that it's, you know, that, that he's not going to include any language that carves out people who have committed crimes. Where is the sanity in that, M- Melissa? Well, there, there isn't any. And, I, you know, I will tell you that Kevin DeLeon says he brags about the fact that he has family members who came here illegally, who, who used stolen identification and stolen Social Security cards and things like that. He says that because he's trying to anger, you know, conservatives. I mean, that's why he does it. It, it, it brings him great joy. So I would caution people to not give him too much attention because <laughs> that's kind of what he craves is attention, you know. Interesting. So, um, I mean, it's 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 despicable behavior, but that's that's our state government. But I still think that for those who believe in that, okay, you're going to do what you're going to do if the governor signs that bill. But for the rest of us, we kind of like to determine our own destiny, our own fate, and not have Kevin DeLeon inserting himself into our, uh, you know, Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting point is that um, the, 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 the Democrats in California are all afraid that the federal government is going to impose things on, the, on, on them that they don't like. But when they have the opportunity at the state level to impose things on localities, it is pedal to the metal. It, it forced liberalism on people regardless of what the localities and what the people there may want. Well, look, uh, you know... <laughs> It's just, it is entertaining to hear them, you know, say that they don't want the federal government uh, sticking their nose in our business, particularly with with immigration. They want to be sanctuary states. But these are the same people who, if we said, okay, well, if we're not going to follow that federal law, how that we don't follow? Like some of the gun laws that they have on the books. Let's let's just not follow those. Then you will see them rise up. And be you know their heads exploding because how we how dare we suggest something like that? So they pick and choose, you know, what, which laws they want to follow, the ones that suit them best, the ones that they think are going to help them get reelected. Weather reports say that we've got a probably the biggest storm bearing down on us here over the weekend. Here we are prior to that. Oroville just had a dodged a calamity uh, of immense proportion because of the dam and the weakened infrastructure there or the or the misdeveloped infrastructure only to find out that back in 2005-6 we had environmental groups saying this is a this is a disaster waiting to happen it is happening and this does this point to a greater problem in California of our decaying infrastructure while these uh, while these folks that control the legislature are fiddling about issues like sanctuary city absolutely it has been john a decade a decade that we have been warned about the oroville dam okay and we had obama stimulus funds come to california none of that money went to the oroville dam some of it went to the Folsom dam which by the way at the time was listed as in great shape nothing went to the oroville dam despite the warnings mm. I I mean, you know, it's like you have to look at them and say, this is this is on you. The reason this happened is on you because you chose to do nothing. You you chose to give out money 
for people who aren't even supposed to be here for their education, for their medical expenses and everything else. You chose to do nothing about the people who who were born and raised and live here in California who are in great danger. And you know what? I looked at the weather. It's supposed to rain for about the next seven days in Northern California, and they better hope that nothing else goes wrong with that dam because almost 300,000 people, I think, had to be evacuated. This is not a joke. You know, when I guess the 20 or 30 days of rain in a row, I'm, I'm going to start getting nervous. <laughs> sure, yeah. Absolutely. So uh, they, they want, they don't want, it's, it just goes back to that argument of, you know, they don't want the federal government getting involved, but they sure want the federal government's money when it comes to fixing a problem that they created and they neglected yeah. for a decade. You have another bill having to do with transportation funding. Tell us in our last minute with you what that's about and why that needs to be addressed. Well, look, <laughs> You know, they keep wanting to bring forward bills to raise taxes to pay for the backlog of infrastructure. That's just, that's obscene. We have several different transportation bills coming through, not just mine, but some of my colleagues at Well that would use money in an efficient manner, not just raise taxes on people. I think Californians are getting sick and tired of that. It's, you know, they keep saying, where's where's all this gas? tax money going? Where's all this tax money going that's supposed to be going towards the roads? Why aren't our roads fixed? Well, because they raid those coffers and they spend it on other things. And I think we're, we're all kind of, frankly, sick and tired of this and want them to spend the money in an efficient manner so that um, I, I mean, again, it goes back to the Oroville Dam incident. You know, we had how many years where we could have fixed that? We didn't do it. And oh, by the way, isn't it great that we're getting all this rain, not to get too far off topic, but we have all this rain, but we don't have a way to store it. Precisely. Again, because Democrats did nothing. They sat on their hands and did nothing. Only 20% of transportation taxes and fees in California actually go into the roads. And, and, right. I, I mean, and even, have- worse than, even worse than that, I just an article on Fox and Hounds this past week. In California, it costs 4 point seven times as much per mile of highway as the national average so however they're spent and, and for the limited the money worst, they, go ahead yeah we have some of the worst roads in the nation in the nation that is disgraceful i mean when you look at i'm sorry but democrats have been running this state for decades now right and what do we have to show for it we're 47th in the nation when it comes to education we're number one in poverty right we have some of the worst roads in the nation I mean, it's like I tell people, look, if Democrat leadership was so great, we should be living in Nirvana right now in California, shouldn't we? You know, should a, be. As a last point, what you were saying, this is the Democrats' fault. They govern this country, this state. They rule this state. And not enough Republicans are out there saying this. Everything you're seeing wrong here is the fault of the Democrat Party. So I commend you for making that and tell your... Um, fellow Republicans, that they ought to be on the same page as you. Absolutely. I think, you know, they cannot escape it. They just can't escape it. This is all Democrat policy. All the all that ills California, as the Democrats like to point out, it's all on them. They've been in charge. And what have they done? Nothing. Thank Absolutely you. nothing except make it worse. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for the courageous battle that you're engaged in up in Sacramento and safe travels back down to the homeland. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Now time for a word from our sponsor, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. 
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And as happy as we may be with the election results in the other rest of the country, they certainly have not extended here to uh, to California. No, and weather seems to be even more exposing the tender underbelly of our weakening infrastructure and the failed policies of Sacramento. We're going to stay on this California theme since we had Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez with us talk about some of the other things that are going right, on and not with just California. Follow, not just failed policies of Sacramento. We'll follow up on what she was saying. It's the failed policies of the Democrat Party. They're in charge in this state, particularly on a state level, control the legislature. They've had the governorship for the, for the, since uh, 2010. So they totally control state government. And you look at the results of their governance and the Oroville Dam and the failure to properly maintain that is just one glaring example. We, so, didn't, we didn't mention it, but in the past 15 years, California voters have approved $22 billion dollars in water bonds. Where has that money gone? Why wasn't that money used to repair the dam? Why, why haven't they built new water storage capacity or working on it? What have we gotten, if anything, from that $22 billion? Anything? Well, hard to say because, you know, the, 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 the thing that the news that exposed all this, there's a headline in the Mercury News that says Oroville Dam drags California's $65 billion infrastructure annual price tag into the open. Annual. $65 billion annually. You talk about $22 million for, for water. This is $65 billion a year. And all Democrats are doing up there is they're trying to make a statement about Donald Trump. They're not taking care of the state's business because they think the state's business is about protecting illegal immigrants. That's what they're focused on. They're focusing on joining the let's demonize Donald Trump party. And they're forgetting about the business of California. And they, and they don't have to because it is such a one-party state that these people know that they can do anything. They, and no matter what they do, at least thus far, they get reelected. The Democrat wins the race. So they don't have to worry about, well, what am I, are we providing enough jobs here in California? What about the quality of the roads, the quality of the schools? Because there, it's not competitive. If, if it was a competitive state, if people, if their constituents ever look, woke up and said, gee, these schools are terrible. My roads are terrible. The, the, where's the water? Why, why are dams failing? And why are you, Mr. Assemblyman, not taking care of this? Groups around the country on Thursday staged a let's hire an unemployed American rally. No, that wasn't it. It was actually a rally, a, a, day, a, a rally, a strike, if you will. That's what they called it. A day without immigrants. 
And this was supposed to call attention to the important role that immigrants play in our country. Yeah, we get it. We're all immigrants when you come right down to it. So should we all go out on strike today, you know, on Thursday? But the bottom line is you have parents lashing out as a daycare closes in support of this immigration strike. And I think what this is exposing, quite frankly, are all the jobs that Americans should be hired for. Right. Now, so now if it's immigration, that could include legal immigrants and it could include right. illegal immigrants. But that's not what this is about. This is all being this is all in response to the purported ice raids that rounded up innocent immigrants in the process of collecting innocent illegal immigrants. Right. Innocent illegal immigrants. Thank you. Okay. Illegal aliens. Right. See, the, the left's war on words is starting to catch me up in its little snare. This was all about rounding up criminal illegal aliens. And yes, in the process, because there were a few others in the proximity of these raids, they probably got swept up too. The bottom line is, just like Melissa was saying, Kevin DeLeon, the president of the Senate, wants to protect even the criminals in these sanctuary policies. And we have plenty of examples of criminals uh, who have who have used sanctuary policies to shield them themselves against ICE. Right. And it should also be noted that even in California, according to a poll done by UC Berkeley, 74% of the people, and that must mean a lot of Democrats and a lot of declined states, oppose sanctuary cities. But because it's not a competitive state, these legislators can ignore their constituents because they know they're going to get reelected unless and until their constituents decide, hey, I'm going to hold my Democrat members of the legislature accountable for the poor government results and the poor government policies that they're inflicting on me. Exactly right. Take a quick break. More about California's future up ahead in our final segment. Word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program, the program for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And this last segment is dedicated to the private citizens in and around the Inland Empire because we have a constant refrain on this show about the importance of getting out of the stands, putting on the uniform, and getting dirty, a little dirty, getting on the playing field of the political landscape because the bottom line is, if you don't like what you're seeing and hearing in California, if you like what's going on in D.C., if you like uh, President Trump's press conference, if you like his first 100 days so far, we got to figure out how to make that happen here. And we can if we're better organized. And one of the focal points of getting organized is the annual Unite IE Conservative Conference that happens every year. It's coming up this year. And our theme, Greg, is the first 
hundred days. It's going to be Sunday, April 30th. It's going to be from 1130 to 430. It includes a VIP lunch if you want to include that part of it. But we're going to be deconstructing the first 100 days, the victories, the defeats, whatever it is that unfolds. And, you know, talking about that and showing people how they can create that same environment here in California if we get busy about it. Right. And we were just we were talking about how the Democrat legislators can ignore their constituents. They can uh, allow serious felons to remain in the country, even though they're illegal immigrants and could and should be deported. They can ignore They can spend money on whatever, but not spend it on important things like fixing the roads, repairing the dams, building new water infrastructure. So we can we have a heavy rain year like this. We can save that water for the dry years. So they can do all these misgovernments and... They stay in office because the citizens are not sufficiently engaged to hold their government, their elected officials, accountable. And there are too many people on the Democratic side that think that that party is all about the people, that think that they can vote themselves a pay increase, that think that they can vote themselves, you know, the kind of government that they want, mostly where they came from, uh, which is just, I mean, you come to America because you want opportunity, because you want you know, your family protected because you, you want the protections of the Constitution, and yet you keep voting people in that want the that are trying to work for the exact opposite. And even a more micro example is that you're a California worker, and you understand that the law of supply and demand applies to the labor market, yet these people want to bring in illegal immigrants, which are going to drive down your wages. So put April 30th on your calendar. Save the date. Tickets will be going on sale shortly. We already have confirmed. And Larry Elder, Dennis Prager, Hugh Hewitt, and Joe Pollack from Breitbart News who wrote a book, How Trump won, and there's going to be lots of other good speakers. So this is going to be an event that you are not going to want to miss. And you're going to want to bring your neighbors who are complaining about what's going on but not doing anything. We're going to show them what they can do. There will be groups from around the Inland Empire that are busy you know, recruiting people, getting them activated, getting them involved in politics, getting them involved in watching over their city councils, their school boards, uh, the, the, you know, local county governments. And, you know, rolling back these these oppressive regulate regulatory regimes. So don't miss this year's Unite IE Conservative Conference. That's all the time we have this week. Thank you for listening. See you on the radio next week. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.